Well, we're uh, in the middle, as we're reading through Matthew, we're in the middle of uh, Jesus's Sermon on the Mount. And in this section, we're starting off chapter six. He says, uh, beware, or the word is just, hey, pay attention. Pay attention, he says, uh, that you do not do, uh, the word is compassion or mercy. And it's not just acts of, it's the whole process of it. And, and what he's saying is, is like you, you sort of feel in your heart like some compassion towards someone or something or some issue. You feel that and you just kind of want to act on that. And so it's that whole process of feeling it and acting. So he says, be careful that you don't do that process of compassion and mercy to he says to be noticed by people. Uh, to, what he's saying is, is to gain for people to gaze at you. In other words, don't go through this process of feeling some compassion and like kind of trying to put out how to act on that. Don't 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 mix in with all that. The idea that, that you that you need to have people gazing at that process now. Most of the time when people look at it, they just we just sort of look at it and just think, oh, yeah, he's saying don't be prideful. Well, that may be true, but he's not. He actually doesn't say the word prideful. In the end. And he's not just talking about the times when we try and do sort of compassion, mercy, when we're hoping that that will happen. And we're sort of bringing in people looking at us, gazing us, thinking about it, contemplating about it, that type of thing. That the only reason why we do that is not just pride. He's not just talking about the bad reasons. He's leaving it generic. In other words, there's lots of good reasons why we do why we do that. In other words, like for instance, sometimes we may do something or be very passionate about some issue or feel there's some compassion that needs. And a lot of times, like on say, for instance, social media, you'll put a post out or you'll hit like, or you'll hit dislike. And the reason why you're doing it isn't necessarily pridefulness. You might be able to like reduce it down at the end to like, I guess it's pridefulness, but that's not really what's going on here. What What's happening is, is you're feeling as though by bringing attention to you, sort of feeling some compassion on this, we're hoping that what will happen is other people will see it and that they will start having some compassion too. And a lot of what he's talking about here was happening back then. It happens today in the church is people were, maybe you give some money to someone who needs something on the street and you, you give it to them. And then there comes this place where you start, a lot of the leaders in the church were feeling like, well, I'm a leader of the church. I need to lead people forward. And so somehow I need to let people know what's going on here. Because it's important for people to know what's going on so that they can see that this compassion needs to be put out. They can see someone modeling that compassion, that mercy going out. They can see that someone's heart is softened towards someone and they'll see that. And by their gaze, turning them not necessarily in a prideful way, but just by looking at this situation, that will contribute to people softening their hearts and them doing this. And then some of these problems like poverty and other things could easily be taken care of if everybody started acting in the way that I'm modeling here. And so that's what he's talking about. And he says, Whoa, when you start doing that, you know, in your thinking, going down that street of just feeling like 
it's okay. It's good for people to kind of see what it is I'm posting, what it is that I'm liking, disliking people. It's good for people to see a glimpse of what it is my church is doing or what it is that's happening here or, or get a glimpse of what's going on over here. It's good for the gaze of people to start looking at that because my hope is, is that by them seeing something or seeing this example or seeing what's going on, that there will be some sort of change that ends up happening and good will come from it. When we start going down that way of thinking, Jesus says, hold on there, there pay attention here. There's something that's happening here that you're just not aware of or you're just not thinking about. And what is it that's happening that, that we're not aware of? He says, otherwise, or just here, here it is, he says, You'll have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. Now, now that word reward is sort of one-sided. It, it, it's a fine translation of it, but the, the, the root of that word is just hired. And, and the reward part sort of just kicks in on, on what you know we think of as like the only reason why you'd want to be hired is to get some sort of compensation afterwards. So it's just this one half. But, but the word is actually referring to the, that whole process, hired. That, that someone, the idea is that someone has something that they're interested in, that they want to see happen. And you doing that, they will then make it worth your while. That's the process that he's referring to. And so he's saying here that, first of all, when we feel in our heart some sort of softening in our heart and some sort of compassion or some mercy, and then we start trying to sort of work towards that or do that, that's actually the Father wants that done. That's what the Father in heaven wants to see happen. And, and as we walk in that, he's going to make it more than worth our while. But it's not just about us getting, 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 getting. It's just saying that in reality, anytime we feel compassion or mercy, what that is, is it's the Father is doing this. This is what he's interested in. And it's us being sort of called by the Father to work in his fields. It's, it's called by the Father to do his work, and his work is that compassion, that mercy. And so he says the reality is, if you were to just look at what's really happening here, is any time mercy and compassion is going on, it's, it's because the Father is calling us into his work, and, and then as we spend the day working, he's going to compensate us. And it's not sort of compensate, it's just he's going to make it worth our while to join into the work that he wants. And you see that sort of hired mentality coming through that that language comes through throughout the whole passage even when he talks about next he goes into the well at the end he says forgive so that you'll be forgiven type thing that exchange but but even in the sermon on the mount when he talks about just in the next few verses the lord's prayer he says give us this day our daily bread that's that same worker sort of language that he's saying we think well that's not really work because I get paid, you know, monthly. But but in a labor, he's talking about in a labor environment community. Um, like for instance, I grew up in a very labor-centered community, um, you know, with construction that type of stuff. And what happened was, is you know, my dad uh, did work, and I would work for my dad or work for someone who knew my dad or something like that. And, and what would usually happen is, is you would go out and you would 
do some work. You, you wouldn't really go find the work. You would just sort of be called, hey, here's something that, that I'd like to see happen. And you go out there and you kind of work with that. And, and then they make it worth your while. At the end of the day, you would go get their, you know, oftentimes there'd be somebody there with like $100 bills and they would just sort of give out to each person a $100 bill at the end of the day. It was great. I remember uh, one time, though, I had done that probably from like junior high on. I thought, well, in high school, I'm, I need to become a man and, and sort of separate myself from my dad. And I, I didn't really get along. And, you know, sometimes like tensions between fathers and their kids, especially working, you know, how that all is. And I'm just going to go work for someone else. And I don't want to work for people that know him or people in that sort of circle you know, they're doing whatever. And so I thought, I responded to this ad in the paper and this guy was doing these concrete forms and whatever and showed me some new things. And he said, hey, you know, I get paid at the end of the month. And I thought, well, that's what a real job is. You know, it's not this just getting paid at that sort of daily laborer thing. And even though that felt like that was good money at the time, this guy promised to pay more. And so I worked through the whole month without getting paid. And then at the end of the month, he said, Hey, you know, I haven't gotten my thing yet. And so he strung me along. And so he strung me a lot for like two months, basically the whole summer. And then all of a sudden he just disappeared. I didn't know where he lived. I didn't even know if his name was the right name. He was just gone. I had worked from, there was nothing that was there. I just sort of went back. I think I didn't go back to my dad. I went back to like some other guy that knew my dad and I went right back to just getting that hundred dollars every day. And then it was sweet. That's what he's saying here. He's saying, look, the father is taking care of you every day. You see it. You should be able to see it in the same way that a laborer or the way it worked back then where you do some work and then you get like a hundred dollars at the end of the day in the same tangible way we should be able to see and if you don't see this fine you know then you don't see it then don't work don't think about this but but we should be able to if you do see that god's getting us through the day it's not necessarily you know seven days of pay to like, it's just today he's got us through the day. He's gotten us what he needs. And you can tell that there's something attached to the father in heaven. He's saying, why would you give that up and trade that in to give it over to these people that you're trying to get their attention from who are just going to abandon you and take and, and stab you in the back? Why would you do that? Who have no record of caring for you. What he says that we don't realize is when we go down that road of thinking that good is going to come from getting people's attention to focus on us, that the intention might be fine, that we're just wanting to see people's hearts change. We want to see, you know, our neighborhoods change. We want to see our community change. We want to see our government change. And we feel like if people can just see our positive example, what we think is that I'm being the boss, that I'm being the teacher that people are looking at me now, their gaze is on me because I'm the boss and I'm showing them how to do this. He says, that's not what's happening there. What's happening is, is now they're your boss. Whoever it is that we're trying to get to look at us, they've now become our boss in our mind. 
And they're not really our boss because the reality is our father is our boss when we are doing these confessions because that's his work that we're joining into. But we're now joining into a facade or, or something that's unreal. We're now in our hearts and our minds, we're thinking that this other group of people that's gazing, that were trying to get their gaze upon us, they now become our boss. And what he talks about next is, you know that that's true because you, you see it in social media and stuff like that, all influencers or, or whatever. It, you see it happening and people start doing more and more outrageous things to be able to keep the gaze of the people that they work for. And, and he says, you just start slipping into uh, less and less of reality and start living in this make-believe world. And you're being governed by your boss, your hope, everything that, that you're putting your life into is becoming controlled by this sort of facade of something that, that isn't really even real. He says, don't be careful when you start doing things, even for good reasons. Be careful or, or watch out. Pay attention, he says, when you start wanting the gaze of people or wanting people to look in your direction because you're shifting from a heavenly father in heaven that loves us and cares. Uh, the father word for father on earth may have some negative connotations to us, but everybody, even if you had a horrible father or a non-existent father, you know in your heart what a good father is. Why would you trade in a good father in that working relationship and taking care of our daily needs for this, that's sort of a world of make-believe and make people your boss who by you putting it out there saying they need to look at me, you've already admitted that they need help. Now he says, so when you give to the poor, uh, don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the street so that they may be honored. It's a, so that they, so that people their imaginations and their contemplations will focus on them. That's what it's saying. That's a sense of honor. But, but he's talking about the practical, what's going on. It's not just a virtue of honor. It, it's that their honor has come because people's imagination, their contemplation, their gaze now is on these people. But he says, when our gaze is on like that, what the gaze is on, he says, is hypocrisy. And that word hypocrisy, we've talked about this before, uh, what, what that word means is uh, it was in their day, it was just an actor. And so it's not that an actor is bad. There's nothing wrong with being a movie star or an actor or in a play or this type of thing. That's what it was back then. But if you were to say, he's saying in the synagogue, or you know, if you say like a pastor is, a, is acting, like I'm up here preaching and I'm just acting. Well, then that's bad. If you say like a politician is just acting, then it's bad. It's not because an actor is bad. It's because that idea of doing something that's not real, but you're just sort of portraying something as though it is real. If that's just left in the entertainment value of I'm just watching a movie and Tom Cruise is just up there and I'm just watching some sort of like action movie or something like that. There's nothing wrong with watching an action movie. But when I start thinking that there's something real going on there, when it's applied then to something real, then it's a negative thing. If I say, you know, this person's just being an actor. 
So what he says is, look, is the, they're, they're starting to blow trumpets. It's like every time someone gives like a few coins to someone on the street, they have to like blow a trumpet. That, and this literally happened. He's talking about a literal event that happened. He's saying, I'm down, I'm at the you know, park or something, and someone blows this trumpet and then get, and everyone turns around and then they give this person a little bit of cash. That was literally happening back then. And people kind of thought of it as a normal thing. As I said, it's sort of social media is our trumpet now. And we just sort of think of it as it's just a normal thing that's happening. There, there, it's Why is it normal? Because sure, there's a trumpet blowing. But, but when people looked and they saw that this person was giving to us up, hopefully that really changed their heart. So now they would want to go and be that person too. But what Jesus is saying is like, it's outrageous that someone's blowing a trumpet. And that's what happens. When we start thinking about getting the gaze of people, what happens is we descend into this world where we start doing things that really aren't attached to something real going on. It's kind of fake. We're just doing it to get people's gaze on us. And we get into this motion where we just have to start doing more outrageous, outrageous things. It's like someone who's a social influencer or something like that online. You see it all the time. People just start having to do more and more outrageous things to be able to keep people's attention on them. But he says there's no connection to reality going on here. It's like, as I brought up Tom, I don't know why I brought up Tom Cruise. I think he was planning on doing, I read something about him doing a new Mission Impossible, maybe, or something like that. Look, say Tom Cruise, he's older than me, I think. I'm pretty old. But he goes out, and he's an action hero. He jumps on an airplane stuff and does all this stuff. It doesn't mean that if you were to actually walk into Tom Cruise on the street, that you would all of a sudden be worried he was going to beat you up or something like that. That's just him acting. It doesn't mean he's like this kind of beat him up type person in real life. It's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's for entertainment value. What Jesus is saying is that when we start mixing our compassion and our mercy into this entertainment value type thing, it's a weird thing. You know, a lot of times I've been pastor and I remember when I was in uh, Seattle, people would call me and say, oh man, I heard about this and this and this going on. And you'd be like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Sometimes I, when I was a pastor in San Francisco, people would call me up and say, oh, this and this and this is happening. And I don't know what you're talking about. And then you describe the area and it's like, look at all these great things that are happening. It's like, I don't, I just don't know. So then I would, you know, oftentimes have like a buddy that was a pastor over there or someone who was leading, who I knew was doing some work to help in poverty or some sort of issue. And I call up and say, hey, what's going on? I, I didn't, you know, I just got together with you last week and you didn't tell me about this. Someone's been calling me and saying all this stuff is going, I don't know what's going on. And I said, well, it was, they, and it's like, I can't remember the name. And I can sort of think, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That person came in like, I don't know, maybe like two, three months ago, paid me a bunch of money. And I walked him around the block. He had like a group of 10 people. And it's like, you know, there's, there was nothing going on. But everyone's in an uproar 
because it's been sort of commercial. It's been put out there as though this big thing is going. And for good intentions, maybe you could say for pride, but, but probably because people thought, look, if people could just see the good work that's being done, but when it's actually brought to something real, and all of a sudden it starts to look outrageous. And that happens a lot. He says, be careful when you start thinking that the gaze of people, that people contemplating things, that, that bringing things to people's attention, that, that somehow like getting people to think about this, be careful when you start going down that road, because where that road leads is to us just saying a bunch of outrageous things that aren't really connected to reality. And yet everyone's putting their hope into that. And we find ourselves sometimes in this outrageous position when reality hits. And he says, when you give to the poor, do not let your left, what's going on the left side, don't let it know what's going on on the right side or, you know, what your right side is doing, right hand, left hand. He's just saying, no one really needs to know. And you think, wait a minute. People need to know. He says, no one needs to know. If you're feeling in your heart some compassion and some mercy, that's coming from God because that's his work that he's doing. And as you join, that's him calling you into a day's work with him. And he's going to make that worth your while. He's already making that worth our while because he's already giving us our daily bread, pulling us through. But he says, when that happens, no one needs to know. Well, that seems too extreme to us because we think, well, people do need to know. <laughs> Because how else are people going to change their hearts if they don't see us doing this? How is it that, that people are going to, how are things going to change if not for the fact of people looking at us doing wonderful things and wanting to join into our work? Jesus, well, look, if it was humanity fixing itself, then yes, that would be important. But if, in fact, there's no hope for humanity fixing itself, if, in fact, we need a hope from heaven, if, in fact, our only hope in the world is that our Father in heaven will forgive us, if our only hope is that the Savior that God sends to us doesn't just lead us in a direction but has to die on the cross so that we can have forgiveness for our sins, if Jesus is our only hope, then the idea of everybody knowing what's going on, and then because they know what's going on, their hearts are changed, and now we're fixing ourselves, that doesn't really do anything. That's a part of our imaginary process. That's a part of the action film that we're watching. I mean, it's there, but it's not actually connected to reality. There's no indication that the world is fixing itself. There's no indication that like people are going around teaching people how to be good, awesome people when people are listening to them and changing their hearts. There's no indication that that's our work, that we're the ones who are doing that. He says, here's what reality is. The father who sees what is done in secret, again, that word, hires and takes care of us, makes it 
worth our while. He's saying, this isn't our work. This is our imagination at work. Us thinking that we're going around changing our hearts, that us thinking that we're turning from our wicked ways, us thinking that we're good people and these are bad people and we just need to, you know, just us thinking that we're motivated, we're these influencers to make things happen. He says, that's just disconnected to reality. That's not what's happening. And if you look at that, you'll just see most of what's attached to this is just outrageous stuff that has no connection to anything that's actually happening to help anybody. Now, I know Tom Cruise does his own stunts, so there's some sort of like athletic thing going on there. Granted, there's stuff going on. (laughs) He's not saying that. But the change that we're hoping for, the reality that we're searching for, is completely disconnected to what's happening here on this side. He says, if we're in reality, we'll see this is the Father's heart. Anything that has to do with compassion and mercy and caring for people, poverty, all the issues that are involved with that, this is on the Father's heart. This is his work, and he's going to call us in our heart. It'll be like we you'll get a phone call. You'll feel it, something in your heart. There will be something. That's not coming from you. That's not coming from a social influencer. That's not coming from a video this or this. It's not coming from an action film or a romantic comedy. It's not coming from that. The Father's work is about compassion and mercy, and he will call us into that. And as we put a day's labor into that, he's more than going to compensate for us. He's going to make it worth a while. He's the one who's giving us our daily bread. That's the reality. And in that reality, it just doesn't matter whether anyone else sees it or not, because our hope is not that we're going to change our heart. Our hope is not that we're going to be fixing. The, the idea of changing a heart isn't coming from watching us. That's, our, that's the business of our boss. That, that's Jesus's business. He's going to change people's hearts by people seeing him. And that's the reality. Now, People see things that we do. Sure. It's fine. It's not like I used to just like go so overboard and trying to be so secret about stuff that it became like this religious virtue of mine. He's not saying that, that you just need to have it be this religious virtue on the other side. He's just saying, relax. It doesn't matter if someone's watching or not. It doesn't matter if someone sees something going on or not. You just don't need to worry about that. You've got a calling. You can feel it. Some compassion coming on. Just do some work on it. Just just, just put into it. And then that's it. Go get, you know, your compensation, your daily bread then. And that's the reality of life. And what Jesus is saying is just live in that reality because that reality is actually a wonderful reality. And the reason why it's a wonderful reality is because it's all hinged on the name of the Father. The Father, not in our bad sense, but in what we know to be the good sense of the word Father. The relationship I had with this guy who 
you know, strung me out for two months. It was just an, a relationship based on opportunity. <laughs> you know, and that's where those things go. There was no like relationship that it started with. But a relationship with a good father, that, that starts with something that, that starts before you've even done anything. <laughs> You know, there's something in God's heart where he just loves to gaze at us. He just loves to watch us. And he's up on high. There's nothing that can block his view on us. He never tires of just watching and viewing us. And it's not really about the work. It's not really about the reward. It's not really about the daily bread or anything. It's about that there's this father in heaven who has this this relationship with us, a family type relationship with us where he's like, it's like he's birthed us. And there's a, it's all based on his love for us and his care for us. And nothing can block that. And and living in that, we take that for granted all the time. And we think we're going to go find something better in these action movies than this over here. But Jesus is saying, you're free to do that. We all do that. But think about what's being given up by that. He's just saying, go back to the Father. Go back to just our daily bread. Go back to the work that the Father has and the joy that comes from joining into his work. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for all the compassion and all of the mercy and all of the work that you're leading us in, supervising us in this work of the Father. And Father, we just thank you for the way that you care for us, how this is what's on your heart. This is the work that you're focused on. Thank you for putting a calling into our heart and pulling us towards that work. And help us to just take joy to that and not live in in the make-believe world. Help us to live in the world that we know is true the world where you're taking care of us. And this is what's on your heart. And this is something that you're working out and you're softening all our hearts and you're bringing us not just into the field to work, but into your family as brothers and sisters with you as our father. We lift all this up to you in your name, Jesus. Amen.